Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, well, it's our um, a belated sixth anniversary special, really, isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> very, very much belated. Our anniversary was back, actually back on the 18th of March. We managed to um, drag ourselves to finally acknowledge it. <laughs> well, the reason we've waited this long, um, to be honest, is because we wanted to do a commentary, uh, which means uh, it's the return of Tony, who will be um, on the podcast with us later. And um, we're going to be doing The Rescue this time, a William Hartnell story. So um, we'll be doing that later on after the news. Now, um, unfortunately, we have to sort of kick off our news section announcing that um, Tim Pickett-Smith um, has died at the age of 70. Um, now, for those of you um, remember Tim Pickett-Smith, he's in two Doctor Who stories. Um, he's in The Claws of Axos, playing Captain Harker, and um, he was also in The Mask of Mandragora, um, who played uh, the character Marco. Um, bit of a shock, really. I still don't know um, how um, he died. Um, but yeah, uh, 70, again, there's no no real age at no, all, really. No. Um, no. Um, I mean, he's a very, very well-respected actor um, in the UK, and I suppose he's, um, his broker role as Ronald Merrick um, in Jewel and the Crown. That's certainly the first thing I can remember him from, anyway, mainly because Doctor Who was never repeated in 1985, no. was it? So... Um, no. But these things like the uh, like the Vice, um, Alec, he's in films like Alexander the Four Feathers, Gangs of New York, Johnny English, Johnny English, all that stuff worth mentioning. <laughs> Someone's a bitch, right? Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the one he wants to be remembered for. <laughs> um, Remains of the Day, V for Vendetta, um, and also in Quantum of Solace. Yes, another one which um, may not want to be remembered. May not want to be remembered for. It's not that bad, the no. Quantum of Solace. Um, and he was also, um, as I say, he won a BAFTA for his role as Ronald Merrick in *Drawing the Crown*, um, and he also won something called the Director's Week Award for Best Actor in 2002 for his role as Major General Ford in *Bloody Sunday*. And um, he received an OBE this year, probably yes. in, the, in the New Year's Honours list. So, um, yes, bit of a bit of a show. It's actually, it's funny. He's actually on um, television right now. I think he's on um, a program called *Decline and Fall*. Um, which I must have, I know nothing, absolutely nothing about, but he, he, he say this this was sort of his, um, I don't know if this was his last role, but he can still still be seen on television yes. right now anyway. So, um, okay. Right, now, Series 10 of Doctor Who is nearly upon us, isn't it? Yes. It is nearly upon us. Um, and there's been a few things doing the rounds of the news since, since we were last on. And um, now the first up, the broadcast time on BBC One, for the pilot, the opening episode of this series is on at twenty past seven, yes. and that's British British Standard Time, British Summer Time. Now I should say British Standard Time. I was going to say there, Standard Time, Standard Time, British Summer Time. Um, yeah, now it's um, hard to, actually we've had some nice weather recently, so I can't really say it's hard to think of British Summer Time. But no, the last weekend was lovely. Yes. Actually, wasn't it? It was. It was lovely. Um, now the um, of course this is. I don't think this is going head to head with Britain's Got Talent, which returns to ITV um, also on Saturday as well. Uh, I don't know what the broadcast time for that is, but I I'm understand they're not clashing. Right. Well, that's so, so that's a relief for you, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is because you know what's going to happen um, when we when we podcast next week. Because that's the other thing. Because the series ten starts, we are back to podcasting weekly uh, throughout the course of this series, and um, it means there's going to be stats, isn't there? Yes. There's going to be stats. So, um, so there we go. There we go. So, um, yeah, 
that's it. So I think it's going to be on uh, BBC America at 9pm Eastern... I don't know what EDT is, actually. Eastern Daylight Time? I've got no idea what that is. Canada um, on Space, also at the same time. Australia, get it on Sunday at 7.40pm. Um, and you've got Brazil, get it at 8pm on the Sunday. Latin, Latin America. I thought Brazil was part of Latin America. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's South America, isn't it? Um, and that's at 11pm also on Sunday. And New Zealand, don't get it till Monday. So avoid the internet, New Zealand. Um, you're not going to sit till 7.30pm on um, a channel called Prime on Monday the 17th of April. Okay. Right, and now... Um, the other, talk oh, sorry. That there won't be a week's break for the Eurovision Song Contest. That's... Well, um... If it's not a reasonable time, there shouldn't be any need to, should there? No. Really? But uh, it's almost like a... Well, we didn't have... Obviously, Doctor Who's been on, you know, in the uh, autumn months the last couple of years, so um, that hasn't really had an effect, has it? No. But they used to, didn't they? They used to have the... We used to have, well, have, have this, this mid-season break. Yeah. The Eurovision Song Contest. There you go. I don't know. Depends on what time that starts. I mean, it may push, us, may push Doctor Who early. It may do. That. Which is a good thing, yes. actually. It is a good thing. It doesn't need to be on late at all. It's a family show, for God's sake. So let's see if the let's see if the BBC treats it treats it right this time. Although I I, actually, having looked at that, we could have done with it being a break that week because we've just been discussing going out for a drink that night, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have actually. Yeah, <laughs> and and not actually sort of getting getting home between. Me certainly not getting home between being out in the afternoon and going out in the evening. So I could have a nice break that day would have been quite good. It would it would have fitted in quite nicely that actually, wouldn't it? But uh, oh well, oh well, we'll see what happens. We'll mm. see what happens. It's it's all um, nothing's nothing's confirmed. You're not no. the BBC a lot for their scheduling. They don't, I find that they know to the last moment, so it's uh, it remains to be seen. So yes. I should say. Now um, another bit of news that broke. Um, while we were off air, was that uh, Pearl Mackey, um, who's playing the new character uh, Bill Potts, Series 10, has confirmed that Bill Potts will be the Doctor's first openly gay companion. Now, I posted this up on our Facebook group, more or less as the um, as the news broke, I think, and it's had a bit of um, a mixed reaction from people, hasn't it? Yes. Now, um... There's, there's been one camp who said this is a good thing. Um, it provides a sort of positive role model for people who are gay or are, who are coming out, basically. So it, gives them, so it might give them the strength to come out. You know, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and on the other hand, you've got people who are going, so what? Don't care. You know, now, I don't know whether that's from a point of view of it's the 21st century, it shouldn't really matter. Or they just generally don't care. I, I, I really don't know. It's, it's had a bit of a, it's sort of, not I'll say 50-50 split from the, some of the reactions I've seen, but um, some of it sort of I found a bit puzzling, to put to put it mildly. Yeah, from, from a point of view, I think it's good that we're, we are getting a character like that. Um, just roll on the day when it isn't news, to be honest. Well, yeah, I think some people have sort of maybe sort of clarified their positions, saying you know this should this shouldn't be news. I mean, this actually yeah. made the BBC six o'clock news, um, and I agree with that. It shouldn't do. This is a, um, a <laughs> it's a Saturday evening family TV show, um, yeah. 
and it, it should. It's right. It shouldn't really matter. Um, but I think it is actually a good a good thing. Yeah. A lot of people have said, "Well, doesn't Captain Jack count?" Well, um, no, he doesn't because he wasn't strictly a companion, as I've, I've already posted and tweeted to people, um, and he wasn't gay either. Actually, Captain Jack, because he would sleep with anything that had a heartbeat, basically. So um, you're still bitter, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> At what rejections? <laughs> Just don't take it from personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah I'm not saying any more about that so. <laughs> uh, but I think I think I, I personally do think it's a, it's a good thing it's it's yeah. um yeah I mean okay yeah it, it shouldn't it, it's be cer- used, it's certainly you know, but... not a bad thing let's say that no uh, it's not it's not a bad and, thing and like um, I say, but I think just... for people to go and, oh so what don't care and it's and we've had well, no, I'm not going to say that actually. Um, no, because we've, <laughs> we've 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 read some other um, opinions, haven't we? Which I, which I'm not going to go into no. um, on this podcast. Which um, beggars belief in the 20th century, let alone the 21st. Yes. To be perfectly up, to be perfectly frank, I should say. Yes. Now, um, last in the news. Now, we were wondering whether to actually even discuss this. Well, but, not, but, but, but there's two things actually we 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 need to need to skirt around. One was the end of the late, latest trailer, which, yes. which we, we've not mentioned, and we probably won't. But I suspect everybody's seen it. Yeah, indeed. Because actually, we don't know what that speculation is really. No, and I, when I posted the the latest trailer up on the, our Facebook group, I did say is it did come with a warning. Yes, that particular one. So people watch it at their peril. But again, if you did watch it, it could just be an enormous red herring. Yeah, but you almost suspect by the very fact that it's in the trailer that it is. Yeah. Um, However, it does also it does also kind of back up a theory we had the last time me and you recalled it. Yes. So if you go back to podcasts, um, listen to the news there, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, but that's all we're going to say. Yeah. So um, now this one. This this what we're the, the, what we're actually going to talk about now. It is a massive spoiler. Yes. Um, that was spoilt by the Sun. Surprise, surprise. The um, for those who don't know who the Sun is, it's the newspaper um, in the UK. I'll use that term very very lightly. Um, and this all seems to stem from the press screening of the opening episode um, of the pilot. Yeah. Which had the next time trailer attached to the end of it. Now. If you've, we we are not going to mention what happened in in, in this particular spoiler because we, I I posted up on our um, Facebook group that um, I just think it's it's hack journalism, it's clickbait stuff, and I don't like Doctor Who being spoiled for for me. Yeah. Um, if you want to know, go to our website and we'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and I don't like spoiling Doctor Who for other people, no. so I I did say on there you will not find us spoiling talking about this particular spoiler on our Facebook group or our Facebook page. And I and we're sticking to that, aren't we? We are, yes. We're sticking to that, because well, there's no doubt that the majority of you out there know what we're talking about. You've you've read about this spoiler. Because um, well, it, it's it been... the BBC to come out, didn't it? Well, it uh, did. It did, yeah. They had to release a statement like the next day, but was it the next day or even the same day? I can't... Same day. Actually, same day. Unbelievable. Um... 
Now, and I did. I did like one one statement the BBC put out that actually said mm. that had, that the new series with Bill Potts as Pearl Mackey, which I thought was quite. <laughs> that was how, that's the twist, isn't it? How, how hurried that one was put together. <laughs> Art imitating life, there. I think <laughs> yes. you're fine, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a very very sort of weird situation because um, people were asked at the press screening because um, there there's also like um. Didn't they do like a, a, a right? Okay, what you're about to see now is a massive spot. If you don't want to know what it is, don't look now. Yeah, kind of thing. And well, it's, it's, on the whole, people have not said anything. They were asked not to say anything. People didn't, and all the most of the press outlets didn't. And but the Sun decided, yeah. screw that, we're going to spoil it anyway. What, so yeah, um, what, what what is particularly annoying about this is we've had various incidents over the last few years of stuff where. Um, DVDs were sent out before the last yep. episode. Uh, people have been to seen press versions before the episode comes out, and these these are genuine fans, and they've yeah. been asked, "Can you keep quiet about it and not spoil it for other people?" And to be honest, most of them have. Yes, and they you've have. had genuine fans right. that have actually no, you know. We're, we're going to respect everybody else's um, right to see this as it should be seen. Yeah. And then you've got professional people there that are actually invited to be there that have totally said, don't care. Yeah. And I and I hope the Sun are never invited to another Doctor Who press screening ever again. Yeah. Actually, after this. I really do. Um I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could. I just, there, there is also the other thing of the fact that perhaps the BBC were naive. I could have accepted I, mm. had it been a spoiler that was in the first episode. I would have had even. I'd have, I'd have had more sympathy for the for the BBC on this one. The fact that it was in something that they didn't necessarily have to show at that point. No, they didn't. You're you're absolutely right. Um, um, and I must admit, when when, and, when, when and, and that doesn't excuse what the Sun's done. But no, it doesn't. Um, they probably should know what certain newspapers are like anyway. Yes, indeed, indeed. I, I mean, I must admit, when I sort of put this news up that, that yeah, the sun had like completely spoilt it for everybody, um, I, I must admit, I was sort of firmly blaming the sun. I was that other people said, well, what the hell were the BBC thinking in the first place? Um, and I think it was just sort of my, my sort of self-righteous anger at the sun, um, which is, well, quite justified, actually. I don't think anything... In any way, this justifies the sun <clears throat> at all. Just no. on the basis that perhaps the BBC shouldn't have been so trusted. Which is yeah. a sad state of affairs, really, to be honest. Well, it is. It to, really is. To an audience that has been invited to be there. To a large yeah, and you go... The people and that, have, be... that have spoiled it were invited to be there. and that's Yeah, and, and that trust was betrayed, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. And the fact is, what happens is then this sort of thing then doesn't... That doesn't happen again, hopefully. But no. You know, but it is a sad fact that that has to be the case. 
Yeah. Um, all I'm going to say is, I mean, if if the BBC decide not to um, invite the Sun along to these press screens anymore, there's a podcast right here. We'll gladly have their tickets, yes. And, yes. and and we'll keep stum. Yes. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> this is now turning into our audition bit to how well we can keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we've done pretty well, actually, considering that we've, we've said nothing since last Thursday. No. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sticking to the guns on that. I'm, I'm still not going to mention what it is. Yeah. I really am not. Um, I just think it's, it is, uh, yeah, it's just a betrayal of trust. And it is, a, as you say, a sad state of affairs when you've got the so-called professional press. Um Okay, it's only one. Out, it's only one out of many, basically. The, I mean, the other members of the press didn't say no. anything. Um, it was just this one particular um, tabloid rag that decided to um, break their silence just to generate a little bit of clickbait, and it's worked for them, really, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not even as if like it was like, oh, great, due to great in, uh, investigative journalism, we found this out. <laughs> no, we just turned up where we was told. Well, the thing was, they even, they even sort of build it as one well as an insider says. Yeah. And they just watched the bloody thing. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the it, I, they spoiled and the lies that went with it as well. Yeah. I mean, talk about fake news, Christ. Yeah, I mean, yeah, trying to trying to what was it so they could justify that? Oh no, no, it wasn't our reporter that was actually there that watched it that said the oh yeah right. Oh no no no, it was it was an insider told us. Yeah. You know, so. Just happened to do it at the same time. Yeah, utter bollocks. Yeah. I'm going to say to that, utter bollocks. So, um, yeah, I, 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 so that's it. We so we can't discuss it any further because <laughs> no, I, I think we better move on before one of us does accidentally say. <laughs> <laughs> that is the there's risk we are running right now, yes. actually. So, okay, everybody. So that is it for the news. So coming up next is our um, commentary for episode or both episodes um, of the rescue. Yes. And, of course, Tony's back as well. So, for another week, then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, it's time for an audio commentary. And uh, it's our first one for, what, nearly a year? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Ah, the voice. It's, it's the voice. He's returned. Tony has returned. Right, they've, yes. dust, they've dusted me off. I'm out of my box now and uh, I'm back again. Back again. So he's yeah. out of hibernation. Out of hibernation. <laughs> I'll put me back in First there again. And spring, I'll... we get him out. <laughs> well, we, we did tease your return at the beginning of the show. So here you are. Here you are. Brilliant. Yeah, so you're raring to go, everyone. Absolutely. Good stuff. Because we're going to be doing um, the rescue this time. This is uh, episodes. Well, it's only episodes one and two, actually. So we're obviously going to kick off with episode one. Oh, good gracious me. Don't tell me I went off to sleep. Naturally. Um, so, if everyone's ready at home with their DVD players and uh, iPads, whatever, we're going to press and play. And the side, of course. Oh, oh, and beers. We've got beers. Yeah, of course, right. we've got beers. Okay, then. So, we're going to press play in five, four, three, two, one, and play. And off we go. The credits, the credits. This episode was first broadcast on the 2nd of January, 1965. Do you have any little facts to get us going? So it's uh, been a while, well, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've got one or two. But I'm trying to cram in twelve hot facts into this. Uh, into twenty show, minutes, if I can. Oh my god! Uh, well, the first one, one's the number one anyway, is uh, rock and roll bad boy Adam Faith cancels his tour of South Africa 
after the government bans multiracial audiences. In a statement, he claimed, I've never met a nice one, you know. He never met a nice South African, apparently. Oh, Tone, that's terrible. <laughs> I always sort of a really bad one. A, it's your better. spitting image influence there, it isn't is, it? it yes, is. Yes, yeah, spitting image, yeah. Well, we're not saying Tone is borderline racist there, but... Um, <laughs> no, 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 but it's true, though. There's no borderline in it. He, he did actually cancel the tour of South Africa. He actually did do that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I found, one of the first facts I found. Okay, okay. Right, so far we've had Crash Thunderbird 1... And, uh, <laughs> and some sonars it? going on. <laughs> They're waiting for Thunderbird 2, aren't they? <laughs> Wish that your nose coming because that plant palm in the spite of bits it over. <laughs> and of course, Maureen O'Brien is Vicky. Do you know first what? Appearance. That's what I like about future chicks. They all wear short skirts and things Tell like you're that. you're such a sexist. <laughs> <laughs> He's ticking all the boxes. He is, like, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Brian Blessed in his laziest role yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like he can't be bothered with this, isn't it? Oh, let me sleep, please, let me sleep. Getting back to Tone's point now, that must be one of the shortest dresses in t- children's television, must oh, it? Oh, right, that's it, yeah. yeah. It's the carry on generation, wasn't it? It's just spawned from this. What? Yeah. Doctor Who was responsible for the carry-on films. They were. <laughs> they, they were, I'm telling you. Look, the evidence is there. <laughs> well, William yeah. Hartnell kicked them off. Or something. Oh, he did. He's <laughs> right. You see, carry-on sergeant. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's not bother. Let's just stay here. I'm too tired. Exactly. Ah. Yeah, leave him alone, I'd say. Close the door behind <laughs> you and make my tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I've been laying in bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, the first mention of the most difficult pronounced name in Doctor Who history. Coquillion. Rumble still skin. That's it, and back to sleep. Oh. Does anyone know? I'm so any, lonely. Any prog grog back. Rock bands out there, the called Kilquillian. That's it. We're claiming it for our own, I think, actually. That's it. It's, it's when we form our prog rock bands, we're going to be called Kilquillian. Nice. It's still on ice at the moment, but yep, it, will, it will happen. Well, we gave up on spontaneous apple creation, didn't we? Hmm. That was like a record sleeve. <laughs> Did you see that? Tone, it probably was. <laughs> Sounds a bit more like a flexi disc, though. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a reference for the kids. Ah, oh, flexi disc. <coughs> Free oh, with God, this those things are terrible, weren't they? Flexi discs. I remember one of those were my uh, unexplained magazines. Do you remember them from the early 80s? These were uh, flexi discs they used to be. Unexplained magazines? What's that? Oh, you don't know, they just came to the post. <laughs> I've no idea. You fun around the back of the bicycle sheds at school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they come with a free binder after six um, issues. I'm sure someone's heard of oh, Unexplained right, Magazine. Okay. Oh, I think Arthur C. Clarke might have something to do with it. Yeah. Oh, oh, finally, the forerunner to all these, just, come, just, a, just in 112 parts. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Yours to collect. Uh, Agostini. Yeah. I knew I had to be a lazy boy in the TARDIS somewhere. <laughs> That does look rather comfortable, though, I've got to be honest. Ah. Oh, Fraser's got one of those in Fraser. What are they called? Lazy Boys? Hmm? 
They're called not lady boys. They're called lazy boys. Aren't they? Lazy <laughs> boys. Yes. Oh, right. So the TARDIS now longer actually needs the doctor to land anymore. What kind of sleep dream was he having in that chair? He's having to make his hands sticky. <laughs> sticky hands, eh? Actually, that's in part one of my facts about sticky hands. Oh, comes later. No, no. <laughs> I'm looking more at that chair thing. I want that chair. That's a, it's a very it's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? I actually mm. do like that console. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Hmm. What sounds were we listening to uh, back then, Phil? Oh, you want to do the charts now? The charts, let's yeah. Let's do the charts. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's, let's do, do the charts. Episode, okay, then. Yeah. Right, let's try and find the... Um, what do you want the charts or what was on the telly this particular day? Oh, I've got some telly facts here. But oh, well, let's, let's do the charts. Let you prepare for your telly facts yeah. then. Okay, as usual, we'll do the top 10 uh, for 2nd of January. So at uh, number 10 was Terry with Twinkle. Number 9, Somewhere, PJ Proby. Number 8, No Arms Can Ever Hold You, uh, The Bachelors. Oh, oh there's a glass <laughs> of the past. I was going to say, that's, that's one of the Bachelors, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, number 7, Yeah, Yeah, Georgie Fame. Number six, I could easily fall, Cliff Richard. Number five, I understand. Yes, I was waiting for something. Number five, I understand, Freddie and the Dreamers. Number four, I'm going to be strong, Gene Pitney. Number three, Walk Tall, Val Dunican. Number two, Downtown, Petula Clark. And number one, I feel fine, the Beatles. Ah, well, of course, naturally. Right, come on. I do like the lighting on this hmm. particular story. It sort of, sort of does hide the, the fact that it's very studio-bound. It's the curry I had last night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The old man smell, wouldn't it? Yeah, he, he I just like think that. it was... So that's ageist as well. You're no, taking them off, aren't you? No, I just think, that, I, no, I just think the doctor has some solid matter in that lazy boy, actually. <laughs> Yeah, talking of music, as you were just then, <laughs> right? Hit parade regulars, the hi fires who you may remember from such hits as Snakes and Ladders and I'm a Box, appear on the BBC Radio Saturday Club. Oh, yeah, mm. there you go. Do, do you think the doctor's just gone back to that dream we of Victorian ladies in bathing costumes? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> He's got a rock. Yes. Yes. That's a fine beer. Just, like just what he needs. I like that beer. Mm. <laughs> it's just like the sort of Ian and Barbara, are sort of very perfectly dressed for having an adventure. Collar and tie, suit. What is like that back then? It was people could yeah. used to get dressed up for the occasion. Then that's didn't they? right. That's what he did. What's this? I think he's got his rock climbing slacks on. Oh, my God. It's Rapscallion. <laughs> Rapscallion he is. Yeah. Have you seen Vincent Price? <laughs> this is the question that Peter Gabriel rejected, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I 
A flower? <laughs> an alien? <laughs> and enter Ian and Barbara stage right. <laughs> stage look, here we go. Can perform their greatest hits now. You can always hear oh, the oh, count yeah. in uh, two, three, like, <laughs> and walk. Do you know I didn't look at like that? <laughs> you right. So it's not bad for its day, that actually is hmm. sort of like the the composite of the shots there. Ah. BBC One this evening. Very same night. Well, no, because I think in a minute you're going to see Coquillion. Oh, yeah. Any yeah. moment. I think he walks on at any moment. Oh, sorry. Well, I'll save so, me facts after Rap Scallions. Um, yeah, after oh, he comes on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. It's got a thing. He's going he's gonna to enter stage right any moment. Or well, stage left, really. It's our stage left, their stage right. Oh, well. You can hear him. Didn't you just hear the set creak as he walked on then? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that headdress is what they were trying to build in Morbius, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I saw that one. Did we do a commentary? We on did do the brain yeah, on Morbius, yeah, yeah, we yeah. did. Apparently it was meant to be based on a fly or something, that um, ah, headdress. Yeah. I see, I see. Uh, you see, Ian doesn't trust him at all. Too late. Ian's given the game away. Too yeah, late. That's it, yep. Fetch him. <sighs> yes, well, you could do us a fact, Tony. I will, right. Meanwhile, in Payne Street, Deptford... My dad and his mate Nobby Clark fancied a beer at the Isle of Wight public house, thus missing the rescue. Whilst they were there, they paid one shilling and ten pence for their pints. One shilling and ten pence a pint was back then. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So as it's time to do in his fat there, Barbara took a tumble. I was reading my facts there, look at him. No, no, no. <laughs> fact number one was terrible. And racist. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake, wasn't that bad? <laughs> You'd have enjoyed that one, though, wouldn't you? Well, that's the, I'll say that's a South African audience lost then, isn't it? It's all two of them. <laughs> it was a true fact, damn it. <laughs> This is softened the, the the character of the and doctor in this episode, don't they? Now, how am I going to tell them that happened? Exactly. Oh, holy monkey wrench. Oh, the land of the crab. Old uh, Brian Pern, that kind of uh, costume. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit Brian Pern, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Ian hurt his wrist and immediately collapses to the floor. And the doctor dashes out. Yeah. Then, then realises he's come out too soon for the smoke machine and has to dash back in. in. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Barbara's fall was broken by that twig. <laughs> oh, 
That is one big torch. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> That's what Tone thought of that. They didn't do Swan Compact in the 1960s, did they? So I always feel I'm, I'm going to have to rush this all the way, but we've still got time for... Go know. for it, quick. Right. You've got about eight minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll get them out. Uh, in this week's TV Times, history is made as the first home TV tape recorder is offered as a prize for answering yes or no to whether a picture of the conquer duelling Bernie and Mike Winters should be captioned, captioned Bonkers Conkers. Ah. And that was a question. So you, you win, say yes or no. Oh, right, okay. To win yourself a TV uh, tape recorder theme jig. Yeah. Didn't really test their audience back then, did they? No. Oh. <laughs> didn't. Bonkers Conkers. It's even easier than today. Did you? What did you have to do? Did you have to ring in or send a postcard? No, send, send a postcard. Or, or a did you, did, PO did you box. Write, did you have to <laughs> write stop at the bottom of the postcard stop, so you didn't receive reply postcards? <laughs> oh, was, uh, do, you want, do you want the TV listings thing. then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The TV, let's do the TV listing. It's just the Doctor and the Inchester and talking. Um, well, obviously, at 20 to the 6 was Doctor Who, and this particular episode was actually called uh, The Powerful Enemy. Yeah, that's right. See? Um, then at 5 past 6 was the news. Uh, quarter past 6 was Dixon and Doc Green. Um, following that was uh, at 7 o'clock was something called Temple Houston, uh, a Western film series starring Jeff Hunter that's as the young Texas lawyer who finds action and adventure in his fight for individual rights and frontier justice with Thunder Gap. Talking of being racist... At ten to ten to eight, the Black and White Minstrel Show. show. Oh, God. yes, it's my favourite. I've suddenly been labelled now, and I yeah, yeah. I don't have a proper fact. This this one featured Leslie Crowther. Um, at uh, eight thirty-five was the Rogues, a film series starring David Niven, Charles Charles Boyer, Gig Young, and Gladys Cooper. That was a sort of prototype hustle, wasn't it? By the was it really? Bit. Oh right, okay. Ah. Um, at um, twenty-five past nine was something called R three. Um, I don't know what the hell that was, actually. But Peter Wingard was in it. I know right. that, but another Doctor Who uh, connection there. Um, and also Edwin Richfield. He was also in uh, The Sea Devils. Right. And played... Um, what was that thing in The Twin Dilemma? That thing with the boss eyes. That slug-like thing. Yeah, yeah the owl. That, yeah, that was it. Uh, so at quarter past ten was the news... Half past ten was not so much a programme or a way of life, which I think was one of those it was a David Frost sort of um, satirical thing, which was Eleanor Braun, another Doctor Who connection there. Uh, and Roy Hudd was on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then at um, quarter past seven was the weather and close down. Close down. And that was it. Right. I've got to do these two quick facts now. Right. I'll do six and seven. Quick. Right. Back then, middle class um, 60s folk were looking to get away from it all. Abroad, preferably, away from the high polloi. Six and a, 67 and a half guineas will get you 14 nights in Beirut. No bullet vests required. Oh. Yeah. Again, tone, borderline racist, but there What do you are. mean? It's, it's, it's true. How, how is that? It was a battle zone, wasn't it, about two or three years later? But it Maybe, was. but it's all it over had, now, so, you know. But it was a result, Forgive and forget. It was a result. Two things on TV. What you didn't start with was jukebox jewellery that was on. Oh yes, and that week's guests guest panel was Val Dunican, Charlie Drake, Vanilla <laughs> oh, and Twinkle, and Twinkle, oh, Twinkle. Oh, from the top ten of Terry fame. Yes, no. Oh, yes. Would you can't even imagine that, that those group listening to the hit <laughs> hit and happening records of the day? Oh, of course. Cool, yeah. <laughs> they're judging what's going to be a hit. Seems to be a bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's just sailing towards the end, isn't it? Uh, 
So you'd have to you'd have to cram all in. We are meant to be commenting on what we're watching, not just. <laughs> no, otherwise, just, we just record our conversation. Really, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we would do, but it's going to be much more racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For heaven's sake, man! I'm, you know that's that's anti me. I know. No. Yes, we will print a retraction in the form of a crossword. Six down. He is not a racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! No. Right. In the TV Times, Diana Rigg is due to replace Honor Blackman in the uh, Avengers. Ah, I see. This is the year. It happened, and, was and it? And eagle-eyed readers notice the similarity between the foxy Miss Rigg and the Peter Pan of Pop, Cliff Richard. Oh, okay. And the reader's letters. Was he actually known as the Peter Pan of Pop back then, though? Oh, well, Because he was still young. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got one more to end it. So I'll, I'll miss that one. I'll miss that one. So, can we just talk about the, the, oh, sorry. What, the what we're watching <laughs> rather than your, your random facts here? <laughs> you don't have to get them all in. That's, the <laughs> oh, that's what I was trying to do, you see. I'm, I'm about to miss out 11 and... I must admit, I, I won't be staying in that capsule because it looks lovely out there doesn't it does it? doesn't it doesn't it doesn't nice oasis outside palm there. trees I hate about a hammock across them palm trees by a now. bucket in spade in the corner you see it's <laughs> over there yeah, yeah. how the hell did she manage to drag Barbara back I'm assuming she must have woken up at some point mm. but well, that's obviously why it goes from her standing over her to her being there awake. Under a it? blanket, <laughs> yes. They couldn't, they couldn't, couldn't work out how they was going to get her to tr- <laughs> Apparently, this is the, the sort of the, one of the first stories that Dennis Spooner was involved in. That he sort of ah, ran on Hotkirk and was it Man of the Oh, suitcase? now I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mr. Bennett from Take Mr. Heart. <laughs> now, I think before we go into episode two, we need to have a few more beers and try and say Coquillion again. Coquillion. <laughs> Why did, doesn't he? <laughs> Was this one of these goes out live angles? Well, they, no, well, no. They just couldn't afford to, couldn't afford to do it. any more takes. That was <laughs> it. They just sort of... It was what it was. Do you know what? It, it looks more real when they do it like that anyway. If they make a mistake. And, yeah, it's more, more natural. It happens in real life. Apart from Barbara's hair, she'll be more like a helmet as, as the minutes go by. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is incredible. That's big hair. It's massive. That's actually survived the fall. <laughs> exactly. Her <laughs> uh, hair broke the fall. Harmony hairspray. Must be. Always kept, always kept it, kept it in, you know, kept its hold. Is that the one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the panelling effect they've got in that rock face there. Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about the Doctor and Ian there. They're so long with Vicky and uh, yeah. Barbara. There's a boom boom bit coming up. Uh, not, not, soonish, soonish. I'll do my last one then. It's just a... Right, in this week's issue of Art Periodical Parade, exotic, exotic model Helga Lerner adorns the soon-to-be sticky pages of several discerning gentlemen. Oh, tone. <laughs> See, this is... This is, this is why you don't invite me. Exactly, <laughs> yes, exactly why. Yeah. Can I just lighten this? <laughs> please, yes, by, please. By saying... Remove the stickiness from this podcast. 
on this day yes. as well, Colin Gifford took a lovely photograph of a standard class locomotive crossing the oh, Basingstoke Canal. Ah, nice. Now, excuse me, everyone. It turns about to blow his nose, I think, on, on live on live on. Oh no, no, no! It's right now. Everything's fine. Yes. Oh. So, um, if you heard a rustling, it was him getting tissues out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I can find facts like that. That's different for a spring clean for the May Queen, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I was looking for facts like you just said there, but I couldn't find any. Oh. <laughs> it's a cigar. <laughs> exactly. I'll be saving this cigar till we got rescued. <laughs> At least I think it's a cigar. It looks like one of those... Uh, yeah, you know, sticky things that gets to, you have hairs off your your clothes. You right. roll up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you clarified that. Yes, exactly. Oh no, no, no. I'm not going to go back to the old um, you know, the parade thing. Do you, do you think I was going to say? Perhaps the doctor was using it to clean up before they woke him up. <laughs> ah, all I've, I think all we've established so far this episode is that Tony is a is a racist pervert. <laughs> He's out of bed. Brian Blessed's up. That's some good hunched over acting we've got going on here. Oh, yes. Why's the phone in the background got an upside down face? Sorry, I didn't say. What is it? (laughs) Benny looks disappointed. Uh, I I wonder why. Hmm. I reckon all will be revealed at some stage. Do you think maybe in the next episode, Tony? Yes, I've got a hunch. (laughs) Oh, I've got a hunch. (laughs) Yeah. Careful, you'll pull the scenery down. (laughs) (laughs) Careful, Bill, your wig might fly off, mate. I bet he needs a breather. Oh, no, he doesn't. (laughs) It's about three foot when I pan out. Exactly. (laughs) I know, yeah. There's only a room in there. (laughs) It's cave prawns. As monsters go, that's pretty shit. <laughs> it's basically a man inside a, inside a sleeping bag, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, and he can't move either. All right, then I'll do the last one, if you insist. No, we don't, actually. <laughs> In tonight's Arthur Haynes show, Arthur welcomes Nicholas Parsons, Rocco Joe Brown the Brothers, Teddy Johnson and Pearl Carr, Billy Walker and Jack Parnell on his orchestra. Apparently, The Invisible Man was also on tonight, but I can't see that anywhere. Oh, good God. <laughs> I do apologise, everybody. Oh. That is just appalling. Throw me the idol, I throw you the whip. Oh dear. It's got to be the slowest trap ever, has it? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Hang on, hang on. But she could have walked past it. If they, did, if they hadn't bothered trying to fix it, they could have just walked past it before those come out. Well, here we go. 
It's always the, the scene hands that had to rush <laughs> around the back. To... <laughs> the brown coats. <laughs> it was the bloke in that costume that had to get up and run round. <laughs> These blades you could easily stand between. That's the end of the episode. Wow. What's going to happen next? Well, we'll find out soon. Now, as usual, time, we have to um, ask you, what were the audience, uh, audience figures? figures. Uh, I'm going to say 5.74 million. Ooh, you are way off, mate. Am I? 12 million. Oh, 12 million. It was a popular show. <laughs> there was only three channels back then, remember? Oh, yeah. Three yeah, channels, Okay. Hi, everyone. We'll be back in episode two. Now blow your nose and wipe your face. Hi, everybody. It's, uh, we're going to press play on episode two in five, four, three, two, one, and play. <clears throat> and off we go again. Right, episode two of this was uh, broadcast originally on the 9th of January, 1965. Right, yep. Have you got a fact time to get through the credits? Uh, well, I'll just do fact one that says it. Uh, uh, tonight at Stockport Town Hall, hit makers the Applejacks perform chart smashes such as Chim Chim Cheree, Like Dreamers Do, and Baby Jane. Support is provided by the Beat Men and Big Boss Men. Oh. There we go. Big boss men. Yeah. Rain White's gentlemen were performing in an unknown venue in West Wickham. <laughs> see, I can't uh, find these. The high life of West Wickham. It's not fair. I want to Actually, know interestingly, on, on a more known thing, Chuck Berry was performing at Finsbury Park Astoria ah. on this day. Following his uh, performance the previous day at the Lewisham Odeon. Oh, blimey. Oh, wow. Where's your idea? I was expecting a bit more daring do to get out of this. Three of us, but oh, absolutely. Not to anyone else. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm sorry, getting back to Doctor Who, I was expecting a bit more daring do to get out of uh, that predicament they were in. Yeah. Other than he found it as a good coat hanger. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, that enormous chasm that there was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But again, I like the composite of the shots there. It, it, was, it was very good for its day. Someone needs to kill that thing. That's what I say. I was I was going to say the monster looks rubbish, but it it's in kind of in keeping with Coquillian's mask, really, isn't it? With the, the eyes on the stalks and all that. Uh. No, he's pregnant. Yes. <laughs> uh. Are they very high trousers? Then we've got. That's there, a short jacket. <laughs> Here, have a drink from the dog bowl. <laughs> Mmm. Full of meaty goodness. <laughs> what has he got against Barbara? I, and her plans, and I, I don't uh, understand it. What's he got against her? Are they real scars or the makeup department have gone to work there? I think they're acne scars. Ah, I see. <laughs> Why did you have to pick up on that? <laughs> no, it's just something I've, I've noticed. Isn't it? <laughs> that was the thing. The makeup department went to all that trouble and then someone stuck a beard, beard over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rotters. That is a very short bolero jacket he's wearing there. 
<laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> you could put the dog right, bone down, Vicky. I think they have won the three-legged race. I <laughs> think they have. Damn your... Damn your eyes, sir. Not very grateful for the assistance, is he? No, I don't, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like, like him like at all. There's, there's something about Bennett. I'm, I'm not yeah, happy about exactly. Yeah. All that planning and Barbara's left making the dinner. <laughs> anyway, back to men in action. Men. That's right. They're not making the dinner. Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Good heavens. <coughs> we could have had a nice Ian kebab if we know. Exactly. Last week's flavour of the day, the hi fives, don't have a gig tonight as they're not that popular. Their free time is spent indulging in chaotic rehearsals at Mr. Basselberg's lock-up garage. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Basselberg? Yeah, that's, that's who it was. Do you quickly want the um, the charts? Yeah, oh, yes, of course. Is that the yes. charts from the 9th of January 1965 then? Um, number 10, Go Now, the Moody Blues. Oh, great song. Uh, number 9, I Could Fall, Easily Fall. Well, that's what's down for number 6, he did. Um, number 8, Somewhere, PJ Proby. Um, number seven, girl, girl, don't come. Sandy Shaw. You, you don't want to probe you somewhere, do you? No, you don't <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, right. um, number six, I'm going to be strong. Gene Pitney. Number five, Walk Tall. Val Dunican. Number four, Terry by Twinkle. Number three, Downtown. Petula Clark. Number two, Yeah Yeah. Georgie Fane. Uh, still at number one. I feel fine. The Beatles. Oh yes. The obvious way. Where the set is. So we're back to the action. So obviously, obviously, the big question that that throws up is, what was the best version, Georgie Fame or Matt Bianco? Oh, well, Matt Bianco. Oh, Matt Bianco, obviously. Yeah, what Bamboogie Fame, yes. Matt, <laughs> Matt Bianco is a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have your swear? Is the swear filter in now? We can say that. I can say that. Say that. I've always told off of, don't swear, they say to me. We're, we're okay with that one. Right. So that's that's one for the childhood there. <laughs> that's been on children's TV before. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh, yes. barbecue prawn, anybody? <laughs> oh, evil. You can tell us a herbivore anyway. Yeah. You can tell. This is actually quite upsetting, actually, to be honest. This sort of... Nasty people. Oh. Over at Payne Street, Deptford, my dad needs some bread to make a chip butty. So as was the law in those days, he sent me mum out with the baby, my sister, to Burt's Grocers, where a loaf of bread set her back seven old pennies. Meanwhile, dad cracked open a bottle of light ale and waited. <laughs> <laughs> All true, it's what actually happened. <laughs> There's a phrase, the apple not falling far from, from the, the tree. tree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he hasn't influenced me at all. Come on. <laughs> Cause of celebration, we've killed a prawn. <laughs> I have to say, I, I I do like the fact that they built the set at an angle. Yes. To, to give it the to model that was split in half. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's very well put together. Sort of early CSO there, but 
That's it. Well, we've we've murdered your pets, so cheer up. <laughs> yeah, crying over your pet, we just murdered. <laughs> One sandwich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, he's, he's tidying up Tony Hart's studio <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I do apologise to non-UK listeners of a certain... Um, or actually, on, and UK listeners of a certain age, actually. You won't oh, get yeah, that. So. Tony Hart, yep. yeah. Legend of uh, children's TV. Indeed. Actually, the last thing I saw the act who played... Um, actually, his name was Colin Bennett, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was in that... So Remember they did a, a show of TV Go Home? That Charlie Brooker yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a TV yeah. show from it, and he played Inspector Bumhat. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the show, yeah. He does that weekly wipe, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Cool. It was back on the old UK play, as it was ah. back then. I do love Hartnell in this scene, actually. I think he's brilliant in this. I don't know why you had to flip of the finger, though. <laughs> yeah. We just murdered your pets. Nothing you can do about it. So up yours! <laughs> now, can I have a delici- delicious drink of water from that dog bowl? <laughs> Shall I go through the um, TV list? What about some radio listings? Oh, yeah, you had a radio, radio listing. I remember yeah. that. Sure. Well, no, it's not a... It's just the, the difference in, in sort of things you'd have on the radio in those days. Looking at the home service, BBC mm. home service. Uh, at 11.20, shorthand dictation. Mm. <laughs> For those who want to keep up and improve their speeds of any shorthand yes, system. Yes, yes, sounds good. That's my bag. A booklet is available. Oh, ah. did you have to obviously write, handy to, did to you write have a, a stamped address now, how, envelope? How would you get one of those booklets? I wonder. <laughs> I That's a, a stamped address envelope, exactly. Or yeah. I'll sort of postcard, please. I'll the postcard, exactly. Oh well, I would have done that, but I couldn't quite write the address down quickly enough. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, and I, I talking of radio. On the radio, the man with imaginative parents, Jack Jackson, takes us for a ride on his record roundabout. A contraption which wouldn't get past health and safety these days. Oh, dear, wouldn't. Oh dear. Uh, Jack Jackson. Almost like Neville Neville, really, isn't it? Yeah, the, uh, well, as I said earlier, Jackson, Jeffrey Jackson. Jackson yeah. Run along. Shall I go through, anyway, shall I just go through the TV listing, shall we? Because it's, it's, there's not lots of comment on this particular bit, is there? No. Um... Well, we had Duke Brooks jury on before Doctor at quarter past five. Um, that week's poem was David Healy, Peggy, Peggy Mount, Peggy Mount yeah. Pete Murray, or Peter Murray as, he's then, oh, as he was known then, uh, and Dusty Springfield. Um, then we had Doctor at 20 to six. Then at uh, five past six was the news and weather. Quarter past six, Dixon or Doc Green. Uh, then we had at uh, seven o'clock, Temple Houston again, or Houston, whatever you want to say it. At... Um, Ten to eight, the Billy Cotton Band Show. Mm. Uh, not Billy Cotton Jr. 
Uh, that this week featured Russ Conway, Joyce Grenfell, Dusty Springfield <laughs> again. again. <laughs> um, that was about it, really. Um, at eight thirty-five was the Rogues. It was David Niven uh, program again. Then at uh, twenty-five past nine was R three. Um, I don't know what that was, but it's, it, it, the Ronnie Price trio. I thought it was some sort of detective thing. Yes, they were. Well, the, the Ronnie Price trio sounds like a band, but anyway. Um, hmm. Then at quarter past ten was the news. Then at 25 past ten, not so much a programme or a way of life. That satirical thing. Then at uh, ten past eleven, sports special. Uh, this week featured West Ham versus Burnham City at Upton Ooh. Park. Yeah, uh, the home of the cup holders. <laughs> it was a third round FA Cup ties, actually. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Wilson home reports on the first attempt to retain the trophy. Um and they also had some rugby union, France versus oh, Scotland a, oh, as well. Oh, hang on, it's the third round, wasn't it? So they were trying to get the, we were the cup holders, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. Good heavens. Um, and then at uh, five to midnight, the weather and close down. Ah, okay. Ah. I'll do tonight's foreign flick. Tonight's foreign flick on BBC Two is entitled Friends for Life, which stars Geronimo Miran as Gianluca Life, who has no mates and is very so very lonely. A concerned neighbour offers to help out. I don't get that. Friends for life. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. I know. I said that to myself, actually, when I wrote it. Dear, oh, dear. <sighs> anyway, back oh. to Doctor Who. So, so, actually, on BBC <laughs> Two that, this night, there's a... There's, oh. there's, there's episode five of six. <laughs> oh, Really? <laughs> oh, I love those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. It's a series called Six. We've got to episode five. Oh, bloody the, hell. the doctor's killed Vicky's pet. He now wants to ruin Bennett's sleep. Ah, and the room is empty. Where is Bennett? <laughs> that was his prototype beer carrier for the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> He was a ham radio enthusiast. He's going to get Tony Hancock in. <laughs> so I just think of Brian Pern there. Drop the sonic device. I think like the three of them, when they pitched up here, just upset the natural order of the planet, I think. That's really sort of... Yeah. They shouldn't have come. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> it's actually quite good to see Hartnell actually doing... <gasps> Stay away from that trap door! <laughs> I just say, I like the fact Hartnell was doing stuff on his own rather than getting like Ian or Barbara to mm. do it. Sort of. Nice, nice. Admirable. They're <laughs> sort of very polite, aren't they? Oh, 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 doors and... I do like the fact that Ian, probably one of the first companions that would just do stuff on his own and yeah. take control if he didn't think. 
more daring do. In this week's fabulous magazine, it features the Beatles in panto costume. Also betwixt its pages are Eric B, presumably before he met Rakim, Sandy Shaw, (laughs) and Freddie Garrity. Uh, that's what he said in the front of the magazine. You, know, you, think, you think he'd only had to pay on payment at that stage? Can I just make reference to the music here, Tristram Carey? It's, it's reused from the Daleks, but I just love this soundtrack. I like that set, actually. It's a great set, isn't it? It's brilliant. It really captures the sort of drama of that being the main chamber and everything. And I just like the fact it's, it's not overly lit either. Yeah. Yeah, because if it had been, then it'd probably looked awful. <laughs> but the thing is that there was sort of yeah, there, there was they knew of, what to do with lighting exactly, to get yeah. it to get it right. Wrap oh, Scallion's costume. That's a nice tapestries they oh. made earlier. Where could they be? Where's he gone? Yes, he would. He would. He would have <laughs> run off exactly. Why is the water rising? <laughs> Why is he putting pebbles in the glass? I love this bit as well. He's just sort of. I've been expecting you. <laughs> I love it. It's brilliant. Just the fact he just keeps up the pretense right until the last, very last second yeah. here. I, say, I think this scene is one of my favourite Hartnell scenes, actually. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And for how he is as well, to him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's determined to face him down. There's nothing yeah. comical about it at all, is there? No. And the whole thing about the... Was that a reason for genocide? And It was Bennett all the time. No way. Yeah. He would have got away with it too. He went for those meddling kids. It's like an extra of him with the fifth or something now, isn't he? With that, that, you know, <laughs> not. Now, the actor Ray Barrett is actually an Australian actor. He's been in loads of yeah. things over the years. Ray Barrett. We managed to get through two episodes without actually making any jokes about Dido. Oh, yeah. I did have something about that, but I completely forgot about it. I did as well. I had two yeah. jokes about Dido, and I, <laughs> I just oh, yeah. forgot about them. Too late now. I want to thank you. For not, uh, Bennett's looking at the back of his neck. That. There it was sort of like uh, he covets that neckerchief. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I've noticed? His legs better as well. He so you think he was faking it? Do you know why you might be right there? Of course. All of a sudden, that costume's got a bit too hot for him. Yes. <laughs> so he's standing in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Over at the US controlled Panama capital, uh, Canal Zone, several part of the Panamanian youths try to raise the Panamanian flag, which leads to an altercation possibly involving guns. Between US military and stick wielding Panamanian civilians. Ah, uh, you, you don't have to drop your facts at the most inopportune moments, Tyler. I always do, I know. You do, yeah. <laughs> I was like the fact he's having, he has the plan explained to him, that's a fist fight. This is the only bit I don't get. Where, Where the they come hell from? Where do they come from? I oh, know, that's a very true. I was, uh, 
I asked the same, myself the same question. I think it's supposed to. I thought it was sort of like tomb guardians that sort of came to life, but no, they're just people he hasn't managed to kill yet. Whether the suggestion well, was. He, that... Do you think he could take off the floppy feet before he tried to run away, though? That they knew there was a rescue ship coming and we just decided they'd might as well just wait in hiding until we left rather than Yeah, rather than come out, yeah. And that's the end of the same much, do they? They don't, do they? It was all a dream. It's <laughs> <laughs> walking up in the shower. <laughs> Back in that sticky chair of his again. <laughs> He's been reading Parade. I've <laughs> loosening your clothing. <laughs> He's not in the lazy boy, though. He's back in a very hard looking Viking chair, it seems to be. Yeah. <clears throat> I do like the fact they they shot from different angles of the TARDIS set because hmm. you're you're on the other side of the console now. They just seem to sort of forget about that over the years, didn't they? So it was shot from one side, and that was your lot, wasn't it? Ah, restrictions back then. No, now, no, back then it was better. I bet it was I better then. It was they used the, really, they really did use the set. Yeah, I do. It's I, just it's just been all good news for her this episode. Yeah, it, hasn't oh, it? Yeah. it really has. I think she needs to get away from there. Actually, <clears throat> I do like though. I know like the previous story, Susan Foreman left it, um, but I, which we've also had a commentary for actually, Dominic Invasion of Earth. But um, I do like the fact he sort of takes over the role as sort of sort of like father, grandfather to Vicky. Though I do like that. So he's had to leave the window open after that curry last night. <laughs> oh, didn't know the window you could do that. Wow. I don't like the fact he said he says about if it, you know an abundance of adventure in it. It's sort of I've forgotten that line to be honest. Because mm. back then it was all a bit more serious, but it's now yeah, going on adventures and we don't really expect from Hartnell, right. do you? Shut the door and we leave her there. Yeah, see, it's odd that. Actually, I'm, I'm concerned about it. She's got a change of clothes. She's got something, you know what I mean? It's, um, it's, 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 <laughs> it's the TARDIS tone. Oh, there must be a wardrobe there. There's a wardrobe there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's ad-lib coughing there from uh, Jacqueline Hill. Oh, no, she's got tones cold. I can answer with sign language.
Yeah, I just like the fact they just sort of stay away. No, no more strangers. I'll make them right. Yes. Oh, there's an interesting fact there as well. Go on. Can I say that? Well, you'd like it. You'll like this one. In the US of A, the Bond movie Goldfinger opens at various picture houses. It features the first time the Aston Martin Silver Birch appeared in a Bond movie, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my dad actually had a drive of the, of the original Aston Martin DB5. He's, they, they toured it round promoting um, Goldfinger. Goldfinger, oh. yeah. I see. I love this model work at the end as well, actually. It's just, I think it's great. His guts. Ooh. He's actually quite well done, that, to be honest. So the next episode, The Slave Traders, is that, does that still exist or is it still around? Yeah. It does. Okay. Yes, The Romans, yes. Ah, yes. Which is more comedy, actually. All right. Very, very, it's a very Dennis Spooner-style script. Anyway, um, there we go. So, Tone, just to wrap this up... Um, Viewing figures. It's usually more than the previous week for some reason. Go for it. So 13.5. 13. Oh, there we go. Almost there. 13 million. Well done. Yeah, that's the closest you've ever been, I think, actually. <laughs> closest you've ever been. Okay, everybody. Well, that's, that's, our, um, that's our audio commentary um, done. Um, I'm not too sure we're going to get the next one out, actually. Um, but we'd like to put a disclaimer at the end of this, this commentary that Tony is not a racist. No, no, no. I'm no, not. no, no. <laughs> Considering I'm married. And, uh, you know. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Okay, then, everybody. So, um, well, I hope I hope everyone enjoyed that. We didn't talk much about the episodes in, in no, Henry, really, no. did we? Why well, no. is trying to cram all these facts in? Yeah, so, you, so, you don't have to, Tom. It's, oh, oh. it's perfectly okay. You don't have to. So, um, so when well, Tom, we don't know when you're going to be back on the podcast, do we? Oh, so going back in the box, hibernating. Back in the box. In, hopefully, yeah. in, in, so very soon. Hopefully, hopefully yeah, very yeah. soon. Uh, but when Paul and I return, we've got new Doctor Who to talk about. Yes. At last. Bloody hell, after over here. Well, since Christmas, really, isn't it? We've got new Doctor Who to talk about. So, can't wait. And, of course, we'll be back on a weekly basis as well, as opposed to uh, every other week. Um, so, I'm not too sure we're going to deal with that, to be honest. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, everyone. So, until next time, then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. Goodbye from me, Paul. And goodbye from me, Tony. Goodbye. podcast please visit our website at who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and please also join the who's he podcast facebook group the who's he podcast is a member of the doctor who podcast alliance